Welcome to the Confident and Courageous Clarity Podcast with me, Jatia Jones. Join us weekly for everything clarity. The truth is, once you have clarity, you'll have the confidence and courage to succeed in life and business. If you're new to the podcast, you should know my goal is to help you gain the clarity needed to transform your visions, goals, or dreams into reality. For my OG listeners, you all know that the podcast was birthed from the evolution of Mocha Monday's tip of the week. So when we moved to the podcast, I couldn't just leave you without your mocha. Therefore, at the beginning of each episode, I give you your drop of mocha and you are to implement it throughout the week to help inch you closer and closer to clarity. This week's drop of mocha is from Marshawn Evans, 100 Days of Believing Bigger devotional journal. She said, an unashamed woman is an unstoppable woman. Let me say that again. An unashamed woman is an unstoppable woman. It's time to release your timidness and regrets and trade them in for resolve and readiness. When I read that, I was like, oof, that's good. That's really good. So what doubt, shame, guilt are you holding on to that you need to release? Journal about it this week. And if you feel compelled to share, I would love to hear so I can help encourage you along this journey so you can release it so you can reach greater heights and you can be free to be. Be all that God has called you to do and be all that God has called you to be. This week's guest is Lindsay Ray Perry, best known as the Queen Maker, is the award-winning CEO of LRP Agency equity advocate, mentor, and visionary. She uses her proven strategic method, the I am quoting, to empower an ecosystem of women entrepreneurs to leave toxic hustle culture by identifying, aligning, and manifesting a purpose-driven life and business. With well over a decade of strategic consulting and channel marketing experience, Lindsay has partnered with and provided strategic consulting for global brands such as Porsche, AT&T, Google, HubSpot, and many others to name a few. Lindsay has also contributed through leading commentary for local, national, and international media markets such as Good Morning Washington, TRT Global, and Sirius XM to name a few. Far too familiar with the oppressive effects of being a black woman in corporate America, Lindsay is a pioneer in helping marginalized women entrepreneurs build sustainable lives and businesses without compromise. Through mindset coaching, business strategy coaching, and cloud-based launch support and services, her God-first philosophy and strategic expertise has grown her company, LRP Agency, from zero to six figures in its first year. Her vision for LRP Agency is to be a conduit of equitable capital investment, transformational consulting, and mentorship for women businesses around the world. Though Lindsay loves being called a CEO, her favorite calling is being a wife and mother to her husband, Sydney, and their toddler son, Sonny. Her motto is coined by the late Maya Angelou. My mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? I am doing well. Good morning, Jatia. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Girl, so they got your bio already, but I'll let them let you tell them who you are and what you do. All right. So my name is Lindsay Ray Perry. I am a woman of God. Um, God is my father. That's how I identify myself. I am a wife. Um, I am a mother. Um, I am a friend. I am a business owner, award-winning CEO of a cloud solutions company. And I also am the founder of LRP Agency, where we help women um, escape the toxic corporate grind and build a life and business of abundance. Um, That's for aspiring entrepreneurs or women who are already in the entrepreneur game. Um, I also have a nonprofit that I actually started. We're actually waiting for a 501c3 status. 
Um, it's I am next gen. And what we are gearing towards is teaching entrepreneurship skills and um, cloud certifications to women and children, um, to young girls. So I'm excited about that. Um, what else do I do? Uh, <laughs> I am a visionary. Um, I absolutely love to cook. Um, I'm a great cook, actually. I know how to throw down in the kitchen. <laughs> and I love to dance. And I think that, you know, I value relationships and friendships. And I'm a girly girl. I love it. I love it. So <laughs> this, you know, this season, I am focused on the multi-passionate. Um, and so I love that you touched on everything that you do. Um, one after my own heart, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The nonprofit, the businesses, the personal, you know, all of the things that pull on us um, as we go out here on this purpose journey and try to make it happen. Um, and you know, I'm so excited about the nonprofit. So yeah, I, know, I, know. <laughs> I don't even know like where I want to start today. So I think I want to start with because, you know, I just posted recently about my leaving the toxic nine to five work environment. Yeah. And if you if you'll share some of your story or your why behind starting that part of your company and wanting to help women do that. Um, oh, my goodness, my why. So I knew at about the age, I want to say six, that I wanted to be an entrepreneur it was something that dropped in my spirit. We had an assignment in the first grade and our teacher said, what do you want to be when you grow up, grow up? And at first I was like one of those smarty pants kids. So I'm like, I'm gonna choose the longest word. And so I chose entrepreneurship because I had an uncle who actually owned his own business. And I was like, I can't envision my life of anybody telling me how to move and what time to move. So I want to be an entrepreneur. I didn't know then that was really like God's idea for me, right? And dropping in my spirit. And then as time progressed, you know, I grew up around a, a lot of hardworking women. My grandmother was um, a domestic and she walked to work every single day about an hour, two hours, like literally. And she had nine children, plus she would take care of other, you know, grandkids and other people's kids. And so um, hard work. And she was a single woman at the time. And watching. I never got to see her do that. I knew that that was her history, right? When I was born, my grandmother was tired and she wasn't working at all. Um, but my mother, my mother was a hard worker. All of my aunts, I saw them sacrifice themselves to systems, but it didn't quite equate to uh, a lot of money and it didn't equate to happiness. And I was always on this search to figure out like, this can't be the meaning of life. I see these women with so many gifts, so much talent. My mother, um, she was a bus driver for 34 years. Literally, I would, she would take me to like union meetings and always fighting discrimination. And she worked very hard to put food on the table and to provide for me and my cousin and others. But it didn't equate to what I felt was a fulfilled life. And even though I'm grateful, and I know she's grateful for the ability to provide, I know that she wanted more, which is why she instilled in me to go after my dreams and to never settle. So I did that. And it took a lot of bumps in the road. And I thought, okay, I'm going to just, you know, go ahead and throw myself into different careers and figure out which one sticks that I like. But nothing ever felt right to me. And I would always find myself in situations where I was being treated less than and I was just tolerating like, you know, um, breadcrumbs, really, like I'll accept this job and they're going to pay me, but then they treat me like trash. I get the anxiety on Sunday, get sick to my stomach because I got to go to work on Monday. Everything just starts feeling like it's closing in on me. And within that toxicity, like at first, you know, you can deal with it. you like, it's just a job. I'm going to just separate myself. But when you are passionate and you are called, it is very difficult to do that. And then the Sunday scaries, right? The Sunday anxieties turn into cope. You start building coping mechanisms around that. So Friday is happy hour. Maybe Monday is happy hour. Tuesday is happy hour. Wednesday is happy hour. Then you realize like, maybe I'm drinking a little bit too much. Why? Right? And so I recognize that 
that my life, you know, I was grinding. All of this was just toxic grind. And, and we can get into that later if you want to know that story. Um, my why is, is my motivation is the women that I saw. But my why was really the fact that, you know, um, in 2017, I had a nervous breakdown, which I call a nervous breakthrough. And um, it's because, you know, I was at what I thought was the height of my career in Washington, D.C. And, you know, I had worked in the political game for a little bit. And then I started working in media and I'm traveling. And on the outside, I looked like I had it all together. I took really great, you know, oh, I'm doing this television interview today. And everybody's like, oh, my God, Lindsay, you know, you're living the life. And to be truthfully honest, I was crying myself to sleep every single night because I didn't like myself. I didn't like what I was doing. I didn't like who I had become. And I didn't know exactly who I had become. I was just trying to make it, right? And it wasn't until 2017 that I literally collapsed in the middle of um, the, in the middle of the street. I was with my husband um, and uh, we had gotten into a little argument, just telling y'all that, and I collapsed. We didn't, we weren't fighting physically, but I collapsed. And, um, and he had to call the ambulance because I wouldn't get up. And they scraped my body off the pavement. And that was when I recognized I did not know who I was. I did not know where I lived. And God had to really sit me down. Um, all of that grinding, all of that hustling, all of that addiction to achievement, right? All of that toxicity was actually rooted in me running from um, my childhood traumas of the rejection of my father and never feeling worthy and feeling like I was abandoned and neglected emotionally and physically. And um, when God sat me down and really had that talk with me, I recognized that most of the things that I was doing were not a part of his vision or my vision for my life, right? It wasn't a vision. It was really just me running on empty. I knew what I did not want. But when you know what you don't want, um, without creating a vision, you will perish because your vision is what you don't want. I, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like all the, you know, people in my family who worked, 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 worked and worked themselves to death. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be like that. Well, what do you want to be like? Because if you don't know what you actually do want, you will run into exactly what you don't want. It's your focus. So that is what was happening to me. And when I crashed and burned, um, that's when I was able to actually get a vision for my life. And that's when I recognized that this is my life's work. There no nothing pains me more than seeing a beautiful woman with so many gifts and a calling on her life um, lay dormant to a toxic system that is really riddled in, 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 in evilness. And I want everyone to have that level of freedom and harmony in their lives, so. Mm-hmm. You said so many good things, honey, because it, it's so true. I think the one that stood out the most was, you know, when you're focused on what you don't want, you end up with that because that is your focus, right? And a lot of times we don't realize that is the focus, yeah. right? Because it's like, that's, that's our not, that's what we don't want. We want the opposite of that, but that does turn into the focus and it's just a repeated generational cycle, you know? Um, and that, I think that stood out the most because one of the biggest things that I want to do at the end of the day is course correct. I want people to course correct it. I think that is the root of helping us heal and helping us prosper. Um, because even those that don't think they need to heal from something need to heal from something because um, especially being a multi-passionate, right? Whether it's listening to everyone else, you need to focus. You're such a flake. What are you doing something? So like all of the degradation of your little light, you let it dim. And I want to course correct that and let it shine. So um, there's so many parallels, even if you know, you didn't have the same, you know, height of your career. There's still so many parallels there. Um, yeah. where you, and height of your, I don't mean to interrupt you, but height yeah. of your career doesn't even, that's, it doesn't mean, it, I was not at the height of my career. Let me just be real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But for some people, it may be, I'm comfortable. Yeah. Right. Like I, you know, my bills are paid. I don't have all the money in the world, but I'm comfortable. Right. I have a job. We have been taught to settle for breadcrumbs in life. Um, and because we've been taught to settle for breadcrumbs, consciously and subconsciously, whether we saw, you know, we thank God for our parents and their ability to provide or not. Right. Whatever that means. But mm -hmm. we have to change 
that pattern. And if we want something different, we have to radically go back and look at where we came from. Look at our parents, look at your mom, look at your dad, right? Look at their patterns. What do they think? What are their views about money? What was their work ethic? What were their dreams and goals? And did you see that manifest in their lives? And if not, ask yourself, what patterns am I adopting right right now that actually have nothing to do with God's calling on my life and have nothing to do with who I am as a person everybody comes with a context and so we have to like look at our lives in the scope of a context our mom and father they are part of that context and a lot of times we are running off of um, ideas and seeds that were planted, inherited traumas that we don't even know about. So we have to, and everybody thinks, okay, I'm here. Well, why does it matter? It matters because a lot of times you think you're walking out your life, but you're really just playing a role in a movie that you didn't even create, right? So um, it's important. This week I did a journal um, experience. It's called the I Am Quotient Journal Experience. And I had a lot of women sign up, no lie. But the first day, literally, there were only four of us. And I was like, God, what is this? You know, because I put my heart and soul into this thing. And people don't realize this is seven to $10,000 worth of coaching. And the people that, you know, you got the workbook, cool. But the people that didn't get, get to come, they don't get this sauce. They don't get this anointing. And so the first day was four people. People have life circumstances. That's great. But there's one. But then there's one, there's one that's really hungry. And we walked, we're walking through generational patterns and mom and dad patterns. And she's recognizing how she is walking around in a false identity. And so in order to really like do what you want to do in life and do what God has called you to do, you first have to become right? You have to become. And so a lot of us don't realize that, like, who are you? And like, when you ask people, what do you do, right? It's similar to the question, who are you? Because most of the time, mm. especially in Washington, D.C., when I live there and I ask people, hey, uh, who are you? The first question they want to know is, what do you do? And mm. they go down this long list of their accomplishments, but that doesn't tell me anything about who you actually are. And I could care less about that, you know? Or what you so, do. Or what you do. I work for Senator such and such tells me nothing. Yeah, that tells me nothing. Absolutely nothing. Tells me nothing about what you actually do. Those are the two hardest questions to answer. Who you are and what you do. Yes. And people don't realize that's simple. I am a, I am a, oh, you are a what? Oh, I am an accountant. I am a, (laughs) who are you? Who are you? So. Yeah, I know I said a lot, but that was on my spirit to share that. No, thank you. Because it's so true that life will condition you to, even if you did once, like like you said at six, you knew you were an entrepreneur. Girl, at six, I was inventing driving, self-driving cars. Didn't like, that was part, that was my science project. And so now I look at Tesla and I'd be like, right? Um, And not going down that path. Because I was conditioned to, quote unquote, chase the money. Because back then, in the early 80s, they're like, whatever. Okay, I don't even know if the Jetsons was on TV then, right? But literally. Yes, it was. I remember. (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to have to look that one up. But like, I remember even my teachers looking at me like, oh, that, okay, good job. Right? Because this was kindergarten for me, right? Um. And me being like, okay, well, let me, you know, go the normal route or do the normal thing or do somebody else's script for your life, like you said, because I've always said I'm the Harry Truman show, the female version. I just don't know where the cameras are. And I'm living out, I was living out this script of what I thought was going to get me, you know, I always had, I put it to the side. As uh, as courage called it, it was it was her side chick or her mistress, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but that I always dabbled in my gift, yeah. but it was like, no, you need a real job to pay the bills, or you need to, 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 and so it lends you into that realm of the toxic. I took a pay cut for the government job because everyone's like, oh, you need the good government job, and yeah. I get there, and 
it's based in the military, which before I thought was brotherhood and camaraderie. And it's a bunch of BS. Mm -hmm. It's a bunch of follow the leader, (laughs) shut up and do as I say, and don't ask no questions. And I'm looking around at all of these followers, not many leaders, not even in the positions of leadership, because they were once a follower and now it's just ego and puffing my feathers just to make myself feel like somebody because I'm telling you what to do and I'm like nobody else sees this literally I have sat at my desk time and time again like y'all don't see this 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 not strange to anybody else but me and so that's when I realized being in this cube land this world of followers is not for me And I tried to carry along some others with me and be like, go do, that is a great idea. And it's like, well, no, it kind of reminds me like Eeyore, you know? (laughs) Um, And it broke my heart. It broke my heart. And I was like, it got to that point for me where I was like, well, I can't bring you along. You don't want to push through and do better because you can be, I see the potential, you see the potential. Um, so let me go do by myself Yes. and dig out of Alcatraz with this plastic spoon until I can get up out of here. Right. Because the, the triggers and the, like you said, the PTSD from the scary Sundays, because everybody can relate to that. It's the doom and gloom. It's like three o'clock on Sunday and you're like, oh, work. You got like, I don't know how many more hours, more than 12 hours. Your day. Yeah. And you yeah. can't even enjoy it because you're dreading the next day, right? Mm-hmm. And then the happy hours, because mm-hmm. you're seeking that happy. Mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. to the point where I lost my, I was on a search for my happy. I did a hundred days of happy. Yeah. And it was like, because you're searching for that because you lost that. And even when you have that fire burning inside of you and you think you know who you are, you have that remnants, it's still a very hard question to answer of who you are and what you do. Yeah. yeah. And so outside that's how outside of daddy, outside of family, outside of the teachers that, you know, um, molded you really like mm-hmm. the influences that were in your life. Who are you? Yeah. Yeah. Touch and and don't be single without kids and especially black and single without kids you got all the time in the world to do for everybody else but yourself Mm -hmm. you you should feel bad for not and I'm sitting here like yo those are the ones that have the life they can go make and do choices at the drop of a dime but everybody else has the expectations on them to oh you can do for me oh you got disposable cash because you don't have anybody else to so you can and everybody tries to predict and, and move your life to their wishes. So it's a whole nother level on top of the toxic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the cultural um, norms of you do for your elders and you, you know, you sacrifice yourself for others because that's the humble thing to do. And it's, mm-hmm. it, it's very deep rooted. So the work that you do... Honey, it is is deep. It is deep. And you touched on so many things that I want to just say yes. (laughs) (laughs) You you said a whole word. And so like, and I'm going to start with when you said, I'm just going to dig myself out of Alcatraz with the plastic spoon, because that's the first thing that kind of like pops up for me. And um, modeling. I think when we're so passionate about you know, what God has called us to do, even if we haven't seen the fullness of that potential yet, we just know that he has called us for a great work. And a lot of times we treat who we naturally are, like a natural deliverer, a natural empower, a natural encourager. We think that 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 can't possibly be something that I can get paid for. But, you know, we learn in entrepreneurship that Um, The best leaders and the best entrepreneurs and businesses are those who solve problems. There is no greater problem in the human condition than suffering, broken heart, and a lack of passion. Mm -hmm. The whole idea 
of Jesus dying on the cross was because of his passion for us. So if that was that was enough to give us grace, to save us, what do you think that we were put on this earth to actually do? So a lot of times, you know, when we're still in the pit a little bit and we see the light, we want to bring everybody with us and be like, y'all, the light is right there. Like we're Harriet Tubman of, of our people, right? And we're like, the light is right there. Let's go. And everybody's like, I don't see the light. And I don't know what you're talking about. And yeah, you could go ahead and go over there and you... If we're not rooted, right, in our identity and being sure, certain that God has called me before he formed me in my mother's womb, I knew you, right? He knew me and he's called me. He has plans for me to prosper and not harm me. If I know that, then I can run on and I can be okay with walking alone for a little while because guess what? The moment that I model the behavior, there is somebody that is going to see the light and they're going to be like, girl, I'm ready. What you got for me? show me I'll do whatever because I am so tired of being sick and tired I'm so tired of being in this system that I am willing to do whatever it takes to get free and those are the people that are assigned to you and a lot of times we try to bring what's familiar into something new and a vision when they're not meant for it they'll see you and they're and, and they have the ability or the choice to rise with you mm-hmm. or they have the ability to fall off and that is not your responsibility your responsibility your blessing it's your because the the dead weight of trying to carry everyone else as you're already on a hard mission because Mm. the one thing that I always tell people is being a trailblazer you're creating that path so you're facing facing the the shrubs and the weeds and the brush right you're facing the sticker briars you're gonna get scratched up trying to like knock this stuff down as you go forward so that others can come behind yeah and the and the I guess the hardest thing to accept the ABCs of clarity the hardest thing to accept when it is that person that you love or you care about and you see their potential is when they do see the light but they're still too afraid yeah like Harriet Tubman, for example, mm-hmm. she came back for her husband. She had mm-hmm. took plenty of people. And he was like, nah, I'm good right here because I'm not going to take my chances of getting <laughs> killed and snatched, yeah. right? And she right. was like, but I've taken so many people. Come on. And she had to leave her husband behind, you know? But you need to be free. You need to be free to be in order for other people to be able to come behind on this already cleared path to do what they're supposed to do. Like that is part of your purpose is making this way for others, right? And then on top of that is that you're making room for the people, like you said, that are supposed to, the ones that want to ride out with you. They're like, is it time to go yet? Let's go. I'm ready. And yes. so those seats, as because you, you will go through a shedding season as you begin to accept this purpose and this walk and those people that you wanted there with you by your side that you saw with you at the finish line won't or might not be those individuals, but it'll be the people that you did. You will be blessed yes. that they did not come along because they would have gotten y'all all killed on cool. this journey. Um, Girl, you but you'll right be with the people that you need. Um, that shedding season, that shedding season is painful. Mm-hmm. And it is, and I and I also think it is the it is literally the make or break point that pioneers, trailblazers, entrepreneurs, whoever wants to walk and be walk in their God-given identity. It's the make or break point on whether or not you're gonna cross that threshold because it is so hard to leave what is familiar. And when and when you say, you know, you hear those sermons when they be like, you can't take everybody with you, you know? Right. Hallelujah. And everybody be like, yes, you can't take everybody with you. When you I hear see. that, you start going down this list in your mind of like, oh yeah, I could be okay with losing that one. I can, you know, that one ain't doing, that's what you think. It's the ones that call you sis. 
It's the ones that call you brother. It's the ones that say, I love you. It's the ones who you thought would always be there. It's the ones that you've buried people with. It is the ones that's been in your corner that you thought, oh my God, we riding this thing out. When I make it, we all going to eat, right? We all, this is, this is what, and it is hard to share that. If you think about, you know, past generations, you didn't veer off from family. And we talk about family values. And I believe that family values are very important. What I also believe is that at times you get to choose and create the family that you want to create. And a lot of people don't want to talk about that because going back to what's familiar, look at Abraham. God told him, leave your father's country and go to a land that I will show you. And Lot had the opportunity to go with him, but Lot couldn't stand his, his, he didn't have enough faith to keep going. So God was like, oh, just take me over there and let me stay comfortable because I'm not willing to go that far. But Abraham had to create a whole new life. He had a whole new life. A whole nations came out of him. And I think we need to take that same posture. If you really want to be who God has called you to be, you got to be okay with him pruning you, cutting off dead leaves, taking people away. You know, it's okay. And if you got to walk alone for a while, and I'm not talking about loneliness, I'm talking about isolation. I'm talking about separating you so that you can consecrate, right? And really get clear on who you are so that when you go back out into the world, the people that are called to you, the people that are assigned to you, you'll know exactly who they are. The friends, you'll know exactly who they are. And those take strategies. In my, um, in the journey to CEO, um, journey to CEO is actually one of my programs that I'm getting ready to launch. And I said that too soon, but that's not what I was going to talk about. I am quotient journal experience. I am quotient is actually one of my methods. And my method, it stands for identify, align, and manifest the life that God has called you to live. And so in that, when you're in that shedding season, you identify who you want to be, you align with the value, your core values, the values that God has for you, align with the habits, align with the environments. If you're in the wrong place, get to the right place location-wise. You align with the right people. And if that means that you got to walk along with God to figure out who those people are, that's fine. And then you manifest, right? You manifest who God has called you to be. And a lot of times we have to allow for God to show us, this is this is supposed to be your friend. Well, she's not my type. I don't care what your type is. I'm telling you there is deliverance connected to this relationship. We have to get out of our own way. We have to get out of the things that we we think we like and, and we have to submit our preferences to God so that he could give us a blessed life because I'm telling you this shedding the shedding season is going to continue to happen but it is the hardest thing for people to accept it's the hardest thing Ooh, girl that okay that example one was amazing when you said and it, generations like that he birthed like because he left because he was obedient Okay, Jatia, rewind. The first thing that you said was clear on who you are. So the main reason that this podcast is the Confident and Courageous Clarity Podcast is because clarity breeds confidence and courage. Once you're clear, clear on who and whose you are, as a faith-based individual, it makes it a little bit easier because we're going to be scared, right? Yeah. Um, it makes it a little bit easier to stick your pinky toe in the water and be like, I got, I'm about to, I'm about to step out the boat now. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> then when you have seen so many others examples prosper in obedience, right? I've had, I learned a lesson last year that I need to be obedient, even when it's not practical. That was my lesson, right? And so ever since then, it was scary to walk away from that situation because everything about this situation was practical. It makes sense. The money's right. After that, though, being obedient and being clear and listening to your gut, learning to listen to your gut again is part of that course correcting because you done said so many times, woulda, shoulda, coulda, I knew better. I knew I shouldn't have. But trying to listen and appease others, right? And the guilt from family, being the black sheep of the family, when you do things differently, because again, majority of people on earth are followers. They don't have that confidence and courage to do something different, whether that's them 
and they're not really that different, but just be them mm-hmm. and be that lighthouse so others can follow. They're too afraid to do it because of what somebody else going to say. Well, you know, surely like girl being from the South and especially is the things that I've heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The name calling to try to get you to conform. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think you too good? Oh, mm-hmm. now because you got a college degree. Well, you're the one who told me I could be anything and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, I just want people to take away from the example that you just gave, no matter what you done heard, what you done felt, what they done did, what they done said. <laughs> I know all of this is broken English, but you can go off and be great and form nations, make the world a better place, be that legacy that is in history books for years to come. You gave the example of Harriet Tubman. Yeah. Like she, but we're still talking about her. They're talking, did they ever put her on money? I know they were talking about it. Oh like my God, the twenty dollar bill. Yeah, like yeah. Can That's you another imagine? conversation. <laughs> this new way, right? But um, <laughs> but can you imagine? She didn't think that she would ever. She didn't even think that that was a possibility to ever. But what she did know is this is my purpose. This is what God has told me to do. Yes, it's scary, but if I know whose I am. He's going to protect me along the way. Yeah. And because of her, so many were saved. Because of her, I am, you know? Yes, because of her, I am. Because of her, we are. Mm -hmm. um, You know, when when we, uh, the scary, the scary part of being obedient. So I shared about my nervous breakthrough being in in Washington, D.C., but the truth is when I was talking about alignment and making sure that you're in the right place, environment, location, geographically, um, the well started drying up, right? Like there was no money coming in for real. After I had a nervous breakthrough, I feel like all the phone calls kind of stopped. I was just in a dry desert season and desert land, not realizing I probably was in that desert land for a while, but God was still loving on me by like dropping little nuggets here and there. I was eating manna, right? But there came a time where I want to say two years before that 2017 breakthrough, I wrote in my journal, Charlotte, North Carolina. I didn't really know anybody in Charlotte per se. I mean, I knew of people that lived there, but I didn't have any connections that would be like, all right, y'all, I'm moving, let's go, right? Like, that's not that's not what it was. And I talked to my husband about it, but we were like, who's in Charlotte? We don't know anyone in Charlotte. Well, as the two years progressed and the well started drying up and, and we ended, I ended up getting pregnant in 2018 and, you know, thank you God for his provision, but it was getting to the point where we were facing eviction, right? It was time to go. And we were at this, uh, and mind you, 2018 was literally not that long ago. It was four years ago, right? four years ago? Am I tripping? Yeah, four years ago. And it feels like a lifetime ago. I hate that. It does. It feels like a lifetime ago. And so um, we were at that point where it was like, all right, uh, we got to make a move. God, what is it that you want from us? And my husband was like, I think it's, I think it's time to go to Charlotte. No money. My husband lost his job. No job. No nothing. And it was like, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to go to Charlotte because that's what God told us to do. You know how crazy it is to pack up your child and say we move into a foreign land pretty much that we don't really know anybody. We don't have anywhere to live. We don't have any jobs. We don't have anything. Like, what are we supposed to do? And God said, go, I will show you. That's when he gave me that scripture for Abraham. Go and, and I will show you. You got, I'm going to make a way for you. And I'm like, we got, we have to. This is what God told us to do. So this is what we did, packed up $100. Thank you, God, for my mama, because she provided the plane tickets and all of that. Like, she she really held it down. Um, she provided for us, and we got on that plane. We got to Charlotte. We stayed in a couple of hotels. Then we met strangers. 
actually friends who opened their home to us and we stayed with them until we got our own place. It literally took about two weeks, honestly, but it felt like it took forever. It took forever. We got our own place. My husband ended up finding a job. We've just found this benevolence. In 2019, that's when I got a call that says, hey, you want to jump back into the tech world? I was like, "Mm, I don't know, because I was still building my confidence up from all of these blows I felt like I was taking. But I said, yes, started learning the ropes. In 2020 is when I actually established the business from zero to six months. I think we were at six figures because of the pandemic. People needed our our cloud services. They needed help with security. They needed help with Google Cloud. They needed that. But I knew that that wasn't just where my passion lied. I was obedient to doing that. But I realized that that was the provision to get me to this, right? To get me to LRP agency. And in 2021, girl, we just got our P&L statement. Um, my business, our business, because, you know, I'm 100% owner, but I have a team and, and I do this on my own. But our business, literally, our revenues grew 284% in one year, in one year. And I literally give all glory to God because I know that that was nothing because I said yes. That was nothing but because I said yes. And I'm allowing for God to use me, use my business as a platform to show you that anything is possible. Do you know how many people were probably playing telephone back at home? Like, girl, you know she left and what they gonna do? They ain't got no job and da-da-da. All of those things. And if I would have allowed, and sometimes you can't tell everybody what you're doing. You know, you got, this is why you have to move in silence. Right. Because your faith is fragile at times and you don't need anybody who's not speaking that word of faith in you on you. So sometimes you got to keep it locked tight. Right. So that you can move. And when you get to the place of being secure and holding your faith at that moment, that's when you can be like, look what the Lord has done. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Talking, talking, talking. But I pray to God that they see the goodness of God and they see the provision of God in obedience. And that's all I can pray for. But, you know, of course, it's difficult. It's difficult. Had I submitted to, oh, my God, my family thinks I'm crazy. Everybody thinks I would have never moved. Mm-hmm. You know what? So I got chills. I literally was talking to Michaela yesterday and she said, you know, they would have been out of the wilderness in two weeks if they would have been obedient instead of 40 years. And then you were like, it was about two weeks. It was forever, but it was about two weeks. And I was like, <laughs> when she said that, I was like, wow. Like that visual hit me so hard because part of, speaking of 2018, I was feeling like I was playing catch up on life. And like, I was always in the space of catching up from not knowing what you don't know and figuring things out, trying to move, trying to do things differently, trying to be obedient, trying to hear, like, it was always this space of catching up. And that was like catching up from being in the wilderness. And it was all because I wasn't obedient. It was all because I was running. It was all because, you know what I'm saying? Like, so... When you said two weeks, it made me think of what she said. I was like, and then you said manna because manna helps us get comfortable. Manna mm-hmm. was that paycheck every two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> manna was, I could go to the doctor, whatever, you know, got this good government health insurance, right? Mm-hmm. That was one of the perks, right? But mm-hmm. that was the manna. That's what showed up every two weeks, like clockwork, if mm-hmm. I called in sick or not, right? And so it helped get comfortable. It helped get become complacent it helped kept me in the wilderness yeah yeah and that obedient part is so it's scarier than probably anything we'll ever do in life when you when it's not practical when it doesn't make sense right Yeah. yeah but when you know in your heart of hearts and relearning to listen to your guts yeah because you started to doubt yourself because of others and you still found yourself like knowing that you should have, but you still continue because you doubted yourself. You have to bet on yourself. Yes. And be obedient when you know that you know that you know and work on that level of discernment. If you got that little, uh, all back for a minute and and watch and see what happens and prove to yourself so you can get this clarity, that confidence and that courage to keep moving forward. Yeah, yeah, I want to tell you.
That is so good. And I didn't even, that Michaela statement, like the wilderness, it makes you believe. I mean, I believe that the wilderness is really, it's about your choice. How long do you want to be here? It's about the power of a decision. You know, once I make my mind up, once I make a decision, it's go time. Like yeah. it's, I've cut away. And I think that's the definition of decision, right? Decision means to cut, mm-hmm. right? D means to divide. So if I'm making a decision, I'm cutting away any option <laughs> of it being any other way. So the moment I decide that I'm leaving and I'm saying yes, it's yes. There is no looking back. There is no plan B. And what you do with clarity, right, is absolutely phenomenal. I can't even describe to tell you how you have played such a pivotal role in my journey of confidence and me being okay with who I am. Because I've been a multi-passionate, people be like, I don't understand. You know, you'll get people that be like, I don't, that's going over my head. Can you explain it to me? And you feel like you explain, I've clear, I've clarified this to the best of my dad's own ability. And if you don't get it, it's really, at this point, it's not meant for you. But I didn't always feel that way. I would feel like, geez, they don't get it. Something must be wrong with me. I need yeah. to stick to this one thing. And then you're dying on the inside because God is pulling you and telling you, I need you to get these things in order. And you're like, God, no, I'm going to focus on this one thing. And he's like, but I didn't tell you to do that. That's, yeah. not who, that's not how I fashioned you. And so what you really have done is you have made me clear in seeing how I am fearfully and wonderfully made, how God has fashioned me and being confident in that and going on like, all right, it's not for you. Cool. Move on. Right. Because I'm clear. I know who I am. Mm -hmm. So you play just such this pivotal role in the area of getting clear about identity that I just think is, is a godsend. It's anointed and the world needs it. Like, everybody needs it right I would I just know these messages that I would I send to you and you would like revert like you would bring it back to me and I'm like girl you get it you got that all of these years I thought I was crazy right I thought I was like I was the one that was flawed like bringing this in a flawed way which we're all flawed as humans but I just thought that I was doing something that didn't make sense and the truth is it made all the sense in the world and so um for people out there who actually have like all these different dreams and they just don't know how to put the pieces together and God has told you to start a business but he's also told you to start a nonprofit. but he may have also told you to do an event and you're like and people are telling you like yeah you need to focus but you feel like but I am focused I just need help understanding how it all fits together Jatia is definitely that person because I I don't think that you played a pivotal role in the business going to like the revenues growing to 284%, right? With the clarity that I had, I was able as a visionary to go in and say, no, we're still going to do that. Get that in order. Like you help in the area of positioning. I mean, I could go on and on, but I just want to thank you and show my gratitude publicly because you already know these, you know, midnight um, DMs, me and your DMs like, girl, Please help me. Thank you. But you know, well, first, no, thank you. Thank you so very much. And I was sitting here and I was thinking, this season are so many beautiful women. I might have a guy, but (laughs) y'all are gorgeous, right? And so I was, Bree is going to be on this season and I was talking to her and I was like, I want people to know it's okay to be a nerd, to still be fly, to still, right? And y'all like, it just warms my heart because I truly feel you're walking, living, breathing examples. And I want people to know that you can too. It's not that far-fetched for you. If it's not in your area code or zip code, right? If you don't see it, you can look, look, look in this virtual screen. And this is a person that came from similar, maybe not the same, but your people are out there and you can be all these things. You don't have to be walking around looking homeless when you own a nonprofit. Like that was one of my main things. I was like, when I start my nonprofit, I will not be looking like I need my services. Because when I grew up, most of the nonprofit owners were robbing Peter to pay Paul because they were doing heart work and they mm-hmm. left the business piece out. And so mm-hmm. I just want to say thank you 
for that. Mm -hmm. But thank you for being you. Thank you for letting your light shine because you're helping me with my business prayer of being that ripple, right? Like you're still doing what you do in your way that you do it. And it's making the world a better place. You're helping these women heal and shine and go forth and do and course correct and change generational curses and make it better for the next, right? So I absolutely love and adore you. And those midnight DMs were perfectly fine because at the same time, as much as I am helping, it's helping me right? Y'all are my community. You know, I I feel like I found my Star Trek crew. Like (laughs) we might be small and mighty to the masses, but we get it. We understand. And that's one of the major things is to know you're not alone. You're you're not bananas. It really does make sense. And for me, stepping out into the multi-passionate world and telling people, that yes, you're multi-passionate and it's okay, which is mostly what we hear in the internet streets. It's okay to be multi-passionate and just focus on this one and then go to that one and do No, there's a strategy and a rhyme and a reason to why he's giving you these gifts and they build upon one another. It's yes. made to compound your impact and yes. compound your income. Yes. The fact that you grew that much, yeah, it just... it. It warms my soul. It warms yeah. my soul. And it's so all not- strategy. It's all the strategy of God. We can't continue to, I mean, there are people out there, there are people out there who have sound wisdom and sound advice. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when you're walking in this, you know, purpose and this calling, yeah. it is literally what God, it's you and God sitting there. How are we going to work this out, God? And he will give you the resources and people. He will give you the resources and ideas, all of that, right? But you got to be open to receiving that and saying, all right, I need you to start the cloud business first, okay? Then I need you to keep running that figure out somebody and I'm gonna bring you somebody that can take that over because then I need you to start LRP agency because this is the real work I need to heal some of these women because I got daughters and sons that I need to manifest in the earth to do my work so I need you to really focus on LRP agency on the back end I need you to actually build the nonprofit because when it's all said and done I need my next generation I need to get my next generation of, of of sons and daughters ready so you are a part in all of that and I need you even though you may not be doing anything with the nonprofit profit I need you to build it because eventually we're going to do something with it but just get in position right and he speaks to you in those ways you may not understand right start the business and if, if you have it in your mind and it's in your heart and you keep hearing in your in your inner ear start the business you need to start the business go and start the business that's God speaking to you yes. period girl the fact that you said build in position You know, one of the hardest things I've ever had to communicate to people that are like, especially in this entrepreneurial virtual world, right? Everybody's like, focus on this one thing, make a million dollars with that one thing, then go to the next. And I'm sitting here like, if you cook, you know, you do not just watch the noodles boil and then start the rest of your spaghetti. You don't do that. You got to let the noodles boil and continue to build and position. And that was the language that I have not been able to use until today. So thank you. (laughs) And I'm like, I just been saying you don't start your noodles. And then, you know, like, but that's part of it. And most multi-passionates, we see, we're visionaries. So you see the vision, even if it doesn't make sense, right? Like you said, the nonprofit. So build, prepare, position, because that ties right back into your cloud business. Right. Like all right. of your things are tied together. And I tell people right. there's that common thread between them all. It's hard to identify, but once right. you do, And it's just walking in obedience, that small whisper, those voices, nobody else hears but you, that will get you there into this enterprise that you're building that is helping generations from now that you may not even ever see be bigger, better, bolder, and to be able to do and walk in purpose and do it the right way. I'm telling you, this the I promise you, this the last. This is so good. This is so warm. Because you know, we talked about in the beginning before the interview how girl, we ain't never scheduled something this early. Early in the morning, right? Is, and I'm awake. Exactly, <laughs> this is part of my morning devotional. What do you mean? Ooh, like, amen on that one. 
Yeah, this is amazing. So when I think about, you know, God had given me, I've been reading Genesis and in Genesis 17, that's when he made the covenant um, with Abraham. That's when he told him he was 99 years old. He was like, the promise is coming within a year. I need for you to walk with me and be perfect, meaning be whole, right? And I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will give you many nations. Kings will come from you and I will bless your descendants, descendants, descendants. This positioning, the way that he positioned Abraham, this is the same way he's positioned us. So if you just literally focus and specialize in this one area, you have to realize if you're trying to, you know, if God wants to make you a millionaire, a billionaire, how are you going to scale that? You have to know how to scale. So like Jatia said, and like we talked about positioning, if God is giving you an inkling to do something, put it, it may not be a right now thing, but get it, get it to where, do what you can do and, and then put it on the shelf. And then when God says, I need you to pick that book up off the shelf or pick that business up off the shelf, now it's time to do something with it. And another key component that goes with that is relationships. A lot of times we are only, we're so myopic in our view, right? That we think that when who we meet is for what we need right now. But you could have met somebody five years ago, 10 years ago, and it may not have made sense, but you still keep in contact. You do well by people. You treat people with love and kindness. And 10 years later, you see that they may be working at a private equity firm. You see that they might be in a business that literally and it's the synergies are aligned. And God is like, now is the time for y'all to connect. Now is the time for you to get together. And guess what? Because you did right, because you served with excellence in your previous seasons, because you literally stayed true to having good character, you allow for God to shine through you. They're answering your phone call. And you ain't got to have millions of dollars in the bank. You got to be a master at knowing how to have relationships with people. That is the key component. So you start positioning, but understand that those relationships are a part of that. So I just, I needed to say that. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That Because yeah. you, you know, my heart is networking. And mm-hmm. so that speaks to my soul because a lot of people hate that word and it has such a bad connotation because it is about using people right now and being focused oh you're you're not the the ceo of the company so i don't need to talk to you when in all actuality you need their assistant more than you need them because they don't even know their life you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. being genuine and giving without the expectation of immediately receiving or receiving at all Yes. has been one of the major things that has opened doors to meeting people that know more than I know, um, help like without looking for payment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially when I first started the nonprofit out with, I, I there were people flying in to do this for these kids and I didn't have a dime to give you to say thank you other than this little small swag bag. Right. I right. will, ne- they will always be able to call on me and I would be like, yes, what you, I'll fly. Don't worry about a hotel. Don't worry about a ticket when I need it. Because they, they gave without expectation. Now I gave them scissor reels. I gave them footage, you know, whatever I could, but I didn't have financial means. So you said a word, but I, I, I I'm keeping you way longer than I wanted to, because I know you got a long day. <laughs> so I'm going to say two more things that I thought was very important. Um, your journaling people, I always tell them journal, 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 and then go back and read your journal. So you was like, you could have wrote something, um, five years ago. And if he tells you to pick the book up, go read your journals, because I've had whole programs in my journals that I didn't even realize I was writing programs. Go back that you're brain dumping for a reason because you need to get it out. Cause you got so much going on up here, but it's up there for a reason too. So go back and read it. Help yourself. Um, okay. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and then you can okay. tell what you got going on and then I'm going to let you go. Okay. Okay. So the questions that I always ask is what's something you've had to or have to accept about your past, present, and future to free you to reach infinite heights in your business? Jesus. <laughs> What's something I have to or have had to? Mm-hmm. Um, that God loves me mm-hmm. for real. And that I am not my worst mistakes. And I am not an illegitimate child. I am a legitimate child with authority on earth. Um, and that I am not, I may have been rejected by people. I may have been rejected by my father and his family, 
but I am accepted and loved by God. Mm-hmm. That's real good. Mm-hmm. Um, as cliche as it is, what's one thing that you um, have to believe to achieve? You have to believe it's possible. Um, and that, you know what? I want to rephrase that because sometimes the things just be like, oh my God, how are you going to work this out? But it can happen. Mm-hmm. But I also think you have to believe in your, you have to believe that God has, what God has given you, you have to believe that that's in you. So you have to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. I've been, I had it on repeat lately that he equips the call. He doesn't call the equipped. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's really so, good. Um, how has embracing all of you, all aspects of Lindsay, contributed to your success or equipped you to do what you do? Um, embracing all of me, um, not just the, the beautiful, oh my God, you're so fun and blah, blah, blah. Not just that part, but also the broken, you know, pieces, the, the, the shattered pieces of my story the things that, you know, had me in shame and guilt for so many years, I feel like it actually helps me serve the women that I serve with excellence. And I don't believe that there's anybody in the world that can do what I do like I do it. So because of because of that fact, and because I embrace it, bringing that vulnerability, and I like to say vulnerability is my superpower, bringing that vulnerability to the forefront, it really helps crack women wide open because they don't feel alone, ashamed and guilt and shame and fear. They start to fall off when they know that there's somebody else out there just like them Mm -hmm. uh, and who has overcome those things. So yeah, it's helped me tremendously. That's all good. And not Um, just in my profession, also in my marriage, mm. in my parenting, and how I show up in my family, you know what I mean? Um, setting boundaries, embracing myself, not caring what they think about me, honestly, just knowing that I'm, this is how God made me. I'm good. <laughs> Listen, and, and good for real, for real. <laughs> for real, no, content. I am content. I'm good. I'm not, and I'm not saying this because I need to believe it. I'm right. saying this because I know it. I, I truly feel that in my, in my shanana, in my mm-hmm. inner knowing, like I, I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you get to the point where you could say that, girl, that just Ooh. all up in there. So, okay. Then last question, who's in your squad? Who would you like to shout out? And then you can tell us what you got going on and where they can find you. Ooh. Okay. So I have clients. I don't want to shout them out, but I absolutely love them. And I'm meeting with some of them today. So I want to shout y'all out because y'all know who y'all are. I'm so proud of you guys. And I'm proud of the work that you are creating. I would like to shout out Michelle. She's been an absolute godsend for me. Um, I also would like to shout out my former assistant who's getting ready to to leave, but I do want to bless her on her way um, and and bless when she came in and bless when she leaves out. Um, My husband, I want to give my husband, Sydney Perry, who is a embarking on this beautiful, beautiful journey. And I just want to wish him all the best in, in his new endeavor and his new venture. I want to shout out my mama because without her, literally she's watching our son right now while hubby and I are, you know, walking in purpose and it's been a lot, but I want to thank her for that. I want to shout out, um, oh my goodness, it's, it's so many people I can actually name. I want to shout out my friend Jabrita, who I'm praying for, but she is a dynamic powerhouse who she keeps me grounded. I want to shout out my girl Keji, who absolutely keeps me prayed up. I want to shout out you, Jatia, because um, you know who you are. <laughs> and I absolutely appreciate you. Yeah. I love you to pieces, honey. So let the people know um, what you have to serve them and where they can find you so they can love you too. Um, Okay, so I am at Lindsay Ray Perry everywhere. You can find me at Lindsay Ray Perry on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. You can find me at Lindsay Ray Perry there. Um, My company, you can find at LRP Agency. um, That is A-G-E. N-C-Y on Instagram. Um, you can go to my website, www.lindsayrayperry.com. Um, I actually just uh, wrote a couple blogs, so you could kind of go on there and read a little bit. You'll get to learn a little bit about my backstory. Um, 
I just wrote a blog. It's how becoming changed my life and business. And I think that that's a really great one. So you should go read that. Um, I just wrapped up uh, I Am Quotient Journal Experience. Today is our last day. Um, we have a playlist that goes along with it. There's a workbook and this is the last free one I'm doing because the price is going up. So if you missed it, I feel sorry for you. It's actually, I don't feel sorry for you. You're just going to have to pay for it. So, um, but it will bless your life. Um, and uh, I am actually opening up the wait list next month for my program, Journey to CEO. And it's a seven phase um, approach where I kind of walk you through the, the healing steps. And then we get down to the business because everybody comes to me and they're like, girl, how you do what you do? I want to know the marketing and I want to know all this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let's talk about your mom and your dad. And they're like, huh, what? This is not OK. Like, no, I don't. But, you know, if you really want to if you really want to be comfortable and walk and build an abundant life and business on your terms, that's where we're that's where we're going. And so um, it's, you know, getting out of the corporate grind. I already have some clients who have signed up to do the program on a one on one basis. But I think the best is to actually open it up for a few select individuals. So there is going to be an application. You do have to qualify to be able to um, participate in the program. But I'm going to be opening up that waiting list next month in March, in the beginning of March. I want to say March 5th is the day. No, March 9th, because that's my father's birthday, my late father who passed away in 2014. Yes, March 9th. It's my brother's birthday, but yeah. Yes, yes. So March 9th is when I'm going to be opening up the wait list, and I'm really excited about that. And you can also go to my website to kind of check it out, check out the different phases and see, you know, if it's something that aligns with um, what you need. I love it. So I'll have all those links in the show notes. Thank you so very much for your time. Oh, one more. Mm -hmm. I want to shout out. I want to shout out Patrice Grimes of the Oasis space. And thanks to all my P2P sisters, for real, for real. (laughs) Y'all, Roberta, all of y'all, the way that y'all, like we love on each other is just, it's unmatched for real. Mm -hmm. Not appreciated. That is so real. Like I, I try to tell people whenever P2P opens back up and I start talking about it, I have people follow my DMs or, you know, can I talk to you or, and I just really want to know, like, is it really worth it? And I'm like, I can't even put into words, but yes. Like if you know, like, and trust me, (laughs) just take my word for it. It's a yes. yes. It's a yes can describe it and just open yourself up to to those Mm. relationships because it's some it's holy ground it's holy ground yes oh that just gave me chills because yes 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 and yes so thank you thank you honey Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Confident and Courageous Clarity Podcast. I hope you'll come back next week and join us for some more. And with that, have a marvelous, marvelous, marvelous Monday. And I'll see you back here, same time, same place next week.